Randy's podcast with Rafi and Chandra. Back to another episode of the Randin podcast with Rafi and Chandra. Huzzah! Hey. Now, this is what, the fifth time we are recording this episode? <laughs> I don't think it's the first time, shall we say. <laughs> so, Chandra is back in Perth, and we yep. know because <laughs> it is the most Chandra internet we've had in a very long time. This is worse than the boat. This is. Uh, <laughs> This is pretty darn bad. I'm in Bunbury, okay? It's further away from the world than the boat in the ocean. <laughs> like, genuinely, the last few times we got started, and there would be, like, this bit of stutter, and then there was, like, just this 30-second pause. And I could see his mouse moving on our j- shared script, but I'm like, I don't know where you're going with this. Then he'd highlight words, and I'm like, do we talk about this? And then suddenly <laughs> it would be a completely separate sentence, I'm like, I hope you were talking the entire time. So we had to stop and restart because I was like, I don't know how to have a fluid conversation otherwise. So we've tried mobile um, data. If it happens again, all righty. Now, before we get started with the episode, this is going to be a short mini catch up episode because we realized every time we do a catch up episode, then a topic, it becomes like an hour and a half long. So we are trying to actually keep the time this time. Uh, so it'll be a mini catch up episode and we'll have topic ones without a catch up episode at the front uh, for in the future. And the other thing is that we are starting to get some random people talking about the podcast and asking questions and sending messages. So keep it up. And if you could and haven't done so already, please do like and subscribe because that seems to be working for those that have. Uh, So if you haven't already, please do leave us a review, especially on Apple. And I think Spotify has little star markers, et cetera. And uh, let's get started with how are you? So Chandra, for the fifth time, how are you? I'm progressively getting better because uh, <laughs> na- it's now been at least an hour since I've eaten, so that's always good. So, there's been yeah, an this was going to uh, be today. an episode one session with him eating when I first rang him. So. <laughs> well, I started programming in the morning, therein lies the problem, and then it was six o'clock and I kind of forgot that I hadn't eaten yet, so had to fix that problem, unfortunately. I see, I see. I, I see we're back to uh, how you were a few years ago on my couch where I would like yeah. go to work and then you'd be like, oh, why are you back? <laughs> yeah, I know. Time passes weirdly when you're having when your stuff sort of knee deep in something. I've been working on a new project and using a lot of AI models and stuff like that. But uh, lately <laughs> I just wanted to learn web development myself. And so I started doing that oh, a couple of days ago. And here we are. So we noted this one of the other takes. It was it's every time. It's about three minutes before AI comes up. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you when the AI bot is generating the podcast, of course, it's going to talk about itself. <laughs> okay. And one of the other things that happened earlier in the recording is because our video stopped. So Chandra was using the new Mac. Uh, whatever AI filter for, uh, you know, the uh, video conferencing. So it just looked like a still image of him that had been rendered by AI because everything was too smooth because he had the filter on. And so I was like, Chandra, are you there? Like, or are you just actually programming and you've just figured out how to make an avatar? (laughs) This is what I need to do. Basically get some programming going so that I can outsource me 
I can just have another version <laughs> of me running around <laughs> doing stuff. <laughs> like, so, yes, yes, what, I'm uh, here. Mm. Any, any details of this secret project? Uh, basically, it's a help project again, using some language models and whatnot, and uh, trying to basically uh, have it take a bunch of what I say, um, turn that into some notes and letters and things like that. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. And at the moment, kind of got it working, uh, just trying to refine it now. So it's fun, actually, especially the whole web development thing, because I do a lot of other dev stuff. but. For some reason, I've never got around to actually making something web-based. So it's been fun yeah, for the last so, couple of days, learning all that. So two years ago, I was like, I'm going to learn JavaScript. And he was literally laughing at me because he's like, nah, you don't need it. And guess what he's programming in? <laughs> A close cousin of it. <laughs> yes, yes. Time to put JavaScript. Yeah, woohoo. Yes. <laughs> well, the good thing is now all the programming languages kind of blend into one. And it's like, oh, Look a bit of this. Look at a bit of that. This is probably how it's done. Sometimes just the really little little basic things do trip you up because you think about how you do it in a different programming language, which kind of messes with you a little bit. It's like speaking multiple languages and then getting the grammar wrong occasionally. Well, I mean, it's kind of like you know, just speaking different languages uh, in general, right? Like, I mean, I had um, a Bengali patient in theater the other night and it was like midnight or something right and um i could see that things were getting lost in translation uh, it was a cesarean uh so the husband kind of got me but the wife didn't so i was like all right all right i don't usually bust out the bengali in, in theater that often but i did but then i turned around and i realized that i was trying to speak to my <laughs> anesthetic nurse in bengali because i can't do the switch that easily so you're like you're getting a blank spot there other language Speak louder. That's how it always works, right? Just speak louder. Yeah, like, I, I imagine if you're trying to do that in programming, it'll be the same thing. Like you go, ah, oh, no, it's the comma and this bit, and because it's all the semantics. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, it has kind of taken out my whole uh, work-life balancing a little bit out of whack. Uh, the whole plan was this year. Yep, great. After boat life, just chill, relax, do some work. But um, yeah, that's kind of gone out the window now, unfortunately. Yes, yes, because you were such a font of of information and balance uh, when you were here on land before you left. Of course, before I left, I was all balanced and everything, definitely. <laughs> so are you actually doing anything outside of work and programming at the moment? Uh, well, not much. The only thing I've managed to kind of somewhat maintain and keep a routine of is uh, my PT sessions at the gym. I gotta say, funny enough, that's been that's one thing good. that's survived for many a year now. Uh, I'm still getting into some swims as well at the pool. I think that as well is doing better than me. The uh, whole sciatica thing is now resolved, but you know, that was only kind of gone maybe a month or two ago. So I'm like, uh, I don't really want that coming back. And yep, I have yep, definitive yep. evidence from my DEXA scan that I was the heaviest I was when it happened and the highest body fat percentage. And now I'm probably the lowest I've been actually a long time for body fat percentage. And I feel okay. It's like, mm, good motivation <laughs> with numbers <laughs> to prove it. No, that's good. That's like the one thing that I have uh, 
totally fallen out the wayside on is the fitness bandwagon. What's happened? Uh, well, actually, I, I'm not sure if I mentioned it in the last uh, catch up episode, but uh, I think this is the first time where I can officially say I'm old because I think I traveled too much <laughs> over the last few months. Really? What, yeah. what you, where have you been going? Uh, well, I mean, this year has been like, you know, our first trip, which was like, you know, Norfolk Island was this year. Like, you, oh, like, yeah, it seems great. so long. Yeah, it yeah. seems like a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, right. So it was Norfolk Island, then Singapore, then Europe, then New York, then back to Europe, uh, then Singapore again, and finally back. So, so far, I counted it out. Oh, there was a Sydney trip for South by Southwest. I'm not sure if, yeah. I think that was just before, uh, yeah, so that was for a week as well. So all up, I've been traveling for about two and a half months of the year, which doesn't sound like a huge amount compared to you, but it's not been one continuous block. was that though, I wonder? Yeah, so like seven or eight. So they're like little chunks. And there was like other um, road trips and whatnot in there as well. So over two and a half months. I don't think I can do that. Yeah, so that's so about a month ago when I finally finished and came home and thing, so for the last two weeks I have been the most tired I have ever been prior to COVID. Like like I mean, when I had COVID, I was tired. Fair enough, there's a cause, right? But there were days I would just come home and I would pass out and then my wife was like, Are you falling sick? I'm like, I, I don't feel sick, but I just can't do anything. Right? Like I just literally could not make myself do a single thing, which is kind of why this podcast is like a week late. Uh, but the last sort of 10 days or so, I finally feel like I've recovered from all that. Uh, because it wasn't just that it was the travel. It was like come back from travels. And because I'd been away for so long, there was so much to catch up on and just so much life admin. So even though I actually technically have more time off now going forward because i've been trying to get to this elusive work-life balance a lot more it just feels like i've just kind of reset back just because i've been away for so long yeah i remember one thing i found really helpful when i was doing some you know just more holiday trips i'd always book one extra day of leave the day after i come back um specifically for that reason for life admin because I often felt otherwise on my last day of the holiday, I'd be like, oh, then I've got to do this and this and this. And I don't know when I get to do that. Whereas when I had that extra day, it was quite helpful because you could be like, oh, that's okay. I can sort that out later. I've got the one day to do it. Whether yeah, you so do it or not is a different this, question. But, you know. This is the thing, right? This time around, I did do that. But it was mm. just because it was so many... I, I never had a bit of time in between the trips to catch up on everything because it was like, do something for a week, come back, just basically unpack, do laundry, then leave again. So when you've done that over the, like and this, these two and a half months were over the space of the last four or five months, right? So a lot of little things added up, just like simple stuff. Like say, for example, um, hospital accreditation, right? Um, mm-hmm. You got to just do one stupid form. It's nothing that hard, but because I'd been away, they just kind of piled up and I forgot about them. Or there'd be like, I don't know, Body Corp signed this thing because the building's getting renovated, right? Just little things. Then, then because it's been so long ago, it takes time to go and find that email, to find that thing, yep. to do that one simple step. Which then takes 10 times as long. 
Yeah, because now it's buried in the pile of every other email that's come in between. And yeah, so that's finally, it's taken me a month now, but finally, I've gotten to the point where the last sort of five days, I've woken up and I haven't been just super tired. And I've actually started going, like I went for a run this afternoon uh, and I've been catching up on, uh, I think I told you about this a little while ago, maybe during our Mastermind episode, uh, the push-up challenge that I did for myself. Yeah, how's that going? Uh, so it's so the, it's for a background, I've challenged myself to do 10,000 push-ups this year, which worked out initially to be like 300, uh, sorry, 30 push-ups a day. But uh, obviously there were giant chunks where I was traveling or in transit and didn't know how to do push-ups on a plane. So uh, I'm way behind. So at the moment, I have got 6,000. So I've done, about done about 4,000 push-ups now. So 6,240 to go exactly. I just checked my <laughs> counter on my phone. Really I've got that. 49 days to go. Right. So I have to do about 130 per day to get there. I was just going to say, the interesting... let me do the math on that. That's 127 per day. Yeah. So interestingly, this is what's happened, right? So early on, when I was doing just 30 a day, like, I mean, when I started, I could at a stretch do 20, but then I would be sore. I could maybe do another 10 or 15, and that would be that, right? Uh, that was like January, February. And it didn't mm. really change. Like early on, like I think the first thousand or fifteen hundred, I was actually pretty on track. Um, and like I got to about doing like twenty solidly, but that'd be about it. Like if I tried to do another set, like I'd be like that's it, gone, right? And in the last sort of three months, where like the numbers are, you're basically now racing time because I basically have to do like one hundred and fifty a day to catch up and um, finish, right? Uh, because there's going to be days where I'm on call and I can't do it. So I'm just aiming for 150. The thing that's happened is because now it's all compressed down, I'm actually doing like a solid 100 every day just because I'll just remember like just before we started recording, like, ah, oh, I feel like I'm up to another 20. And I can do like five or six sets of them now. And I can get up to 30, 40 without like in a continuous run. So mm. in a way, this compression has actually helped the goal of getting it better. Kind of sounds being... like you know when you've got an exam to sit for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, or it's an like assignment to do or something way. like that. You're like, oh yeah, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. I'm not like, this. <laughs> well, I'm I sure did have a another thing. goal. I feel like probably shouldn't have to, you know, develop side to get fit again. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, my other goal was around a thousand Ks this year. And that one's like, I barely run 50, but that was because I injured uh, my MCL and I was just gone for months. And the problem is if I try to do that catch up thing, I know I'll like, I got Achilles tendonitis last time I tried to do it. So like every step was sore. So I was like, okay, so we are getting old. There are some things that I can't do this to. I got to listen and just kind of go, yeah, look, that one's just a write-off because it's just not going to happen uh but this one at least i think i think i can actually catch up and finish which is uh kind of interesting because I, the, even the wife was commenting before going oh yeah you are actually just stopping and just randomly doing it around the house I'm like yeah <laughs> it, it actually seems it's getting a bit ridiculous now doing 150 every single day but i think there is a chance i pro uh, like you know i might not get there but this is you know ten thousand. like i barely was doing 10 a week ever right so even if I get to 5,000, that's actually a vast improvement from before. And if I can actually make it, then that will be, for me anyway, like one pretty, it's a small win in the grand scheme of things, but it's one of those, I'm glad I could prove it to myself wins if I do manage to get it by the end of the year. 
Well, it'll be one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, why did I choose this? No reason. But it's, it's there, and it works, and you pulled it off. Yeah. And hopefully there'll be some health benefits as well. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It's just a different approach. You've gone for a specific – well, actually, not really. You've kind of just gone for a, an amount of effort as well, yeah. which is the same thing I'm doing with the swimming as well. It's just like, just got to get to the pool and spend 20 minutes in the water. That's it doesn't matter what yeah. I do. And of course, inevitably you do a bit more or, you know, you actually are doing stuff, but yeah, just having for me anyway, the goal of just doing it was the key. Yeah. See, for me, I found that if I do it just because, I mean, that's the sensible approach, right? Like you go there, you make the stakes really low. I just found that if I don't do something ridiculous, I'm not excited enough. And if it's just mm. like building the habit, I just don't do it because I'm like, well, I mean, if the thing is just to go and walk for one minute the effort of putting on the clothes and the shoes is too high whereas normally if i if my thing is just run right i don't even notice the time like as in the efficiency part of like doing all this just for one minute of being on the treadmill doesn't seem worth it right like that thought does not come into my head when i just go i should just go for a run because i actually quite like running right <laughs> so this is one of those things where i'm like if i just make it some obscure like ridiculous goal that has some numbers that i can track and i can kind of like you know you mentally know where you're meant to be at this point of the year and i'm way far behind uh but i can feel myself improving so that then it's like this auto self-correcting mechanism if it's kind of something like this and stupid and shouldn't work but it works for me well i suppose on the upside just have another stupid goal every so often yeah yeah yeah. well i mean next year i'm actually gonna try and break it up into three monthly goals so that i can keep the momentum so and excitement going every three months nice sorry so you can frame every three months Smart. <laughs> well i mean it's better than like you know leaving it for the year right <laughs> like, you know, at least it'll be every week that'll be even better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah at a certain point obviously it's like every second gotta do 10, every an day. Hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh um so are you had did you say you did do your dexa scans and whatnot and you are doing the swimming that's uh yeah yeah happening. so the dexa scan it, it was quite interesting actually because i know i lost a bit of weight before i left um, and i kind of expected that i would gain a bunch of body fat and stuff when i'm on the boat because you know you do tend to sit around a bit and you do you know, there's a lot of uh, heavy meals involved and whatnot and plenty of beer uh, but I think it's actually offset by the fact that life's a bit simpler and you are actually probably more active because even a simple thing, for example, getting the groceries means that you have to, you know, get the dinghy down, go and get the shopping trolley, put it on the dinghy, go to shore, tie up the dinghy, go to the shops. Then you do your normal shopping, which is the same. But then you've got to cart all this stuff back with the trolley onto your dinghy, which is, you know, not right next to the supermarket obviously and then unload everything into the dinghy and then get back home load it all up and put it all away so by the time you do that you know it, it takes a little bit of effort it's a bit harder than for example uh what i would normally do which would just be to put in the online calls and have it divided into the boot <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah which I'm i actually like, haven't even you know, had you're time describing to do that all this and i'm like <laughs> you chose the boat life and you chose yeah. all that but I think that together with the fact that, you know, for example, I didn't do any exercise, but every day it'd be like, ah, it's time to go for a swim. And then it'd be like, ah, oh, there's some cool snorkeling over there. It's like half a kilometer away. Oh, well, I'll just swim over there. 
And so well, I mean, you end up actually becoming quite healthy, I think. Well, I, I think this is the thing, right? Like, you know, in the modern nine to five era, it's you, like a lot of the deadlines and everything are artificial. You kind of have, like, there is no lion or tiger chasing after you, right? Like it's someone needs something done, but they're kind of all, a lot of the things that we, like even this podcast, right? Like we're trying to do this episode, even though it's like the fifth time because we're on this schedule that we made for ourselves. So it's kind of like you generate artificial stress to mm. get things done. And that's just how life functions. Otherwise no one would get stuff done. But when you go back to just, you know, you wake up, you go for it. I think there is this general decrease in your cortisol. You do stuff, but then if you had a lot of time, you get bored. So you're just going to move anyway. And I think that's just what you're describing. Mm. Yeah. So I, I, I think this is meant to be the whole, like, you know, get back to nature and real, like, meditative and stuff, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's a, you've, is it the, I've never actually seen it or read it, the Eat, Pray, Love book. I assume this is what, this is what they were talking about. I don't know. It seemed like there was a bit more eating. <laughs> oh, man. So as we're coming to the end of the year, have you got any sort of big things lined up or is it just going to be more programming uh, until the cows come home? Well, pretty much that because uh, I kind of decided, you know, every so often I'll get addicted to a certain project slash thing I'm doing. This is it right now. So <laughs> this is kind of taking up all the time right now. Um, yeah, like the small break I took, uh, break I took yesterday was primarily to buy another computer monitor so I could have a <laughs> monitor here to program faster. <laughs> yeah, I swear everywhere you go, there's just like this pile of monitors that get left behind. Yeah, I feel really bad actually, because I was like, I know in Perth, there's probably like two or three monitors that I could just go and pick up. But the problem is, JB Hi-Fi is just five minutes drive it's like 150 bucks for a monitor no but i don't want it now. <laughs> <laughs> yes that entire and patience of virtue thing. Out. <laughs> <laughs> well it's a bit useless to get it next week when i get it first or something like that yeah so I like, no i mean no, fair enough because not. i mean if you're if you're in the flow of things and things are working and you're like, i mean i just played with the beta version of the app and i'm like man if you're doing that in two or three days yeah you need to uh Bottle the light, like catch the lightning or follow the lightning, whatever the saying is, and yeah. uh, run with it. The dragon? <laughs> yeah, ride the lightning, ride the lightning. I think it's ride the lightning. I don't know how you meant to do that, but that one. But yeah, yeah. it's interesting. It's got some definite pros uh, and cons to like just diving in and just doing something, going deep in it. Um, yeah, it's definitely not the healthiest thing to do, I wouldn't say. I, I would definitely say. Yeah, well, I mean, Again, for these kind of projects, if you don't use the enthusiasm to get over that initial, because it's like, you know, learning anything new, there's a lot of unknowns. You, you need that sort of motivation push to get you over there. And then you get into the, you can actually do stuff. Otherwise, I feel like, you know, at some point you'll get stuck going, ah, oh, this is too hard for me. Well, I think the nice thing is, I was like, okay, like with all projects, they don't really need to work out, they don't need to learn something from it. And so the nice thing for this is like, eh, whatever happens, since I'm quite motivated, it's a good opportunity just to learn web pro do that. So, you know, I can now go tick and now know how to do that. Or yeah, well, I, I think you've also done 
enough languages where you can now it's kind of like you know again being like multilingual you can see the commonalities and where the differences are so once you've done a few the next ones are a bit easier i assume like i am obviously yeah, not the nice thing is you don't spend as much time thinking about the programming language but then uh, it's all about the nuances that's where i was kind of, yeah the difference between sort of a more kind of program that's you know not that well put together versus one that's you know, really tightly polished and one there's a fair bit of difference between them and it can be kind of hard to actually learn those subtleties because if for example you're watching tutorials you have to watch like five tutorials to see oh okay those are the three smart guys who are like oh, do it this way because of x y and z and then that's how you know that actually the other two was not the best way to do it yeah yeah uh, fair enough uh so it seems like if the next catch-up episode, i'm just gonna skip to the one for the end of the year it'll be like oh yeah i finished programming the the app so that'll be our end of year summary. Yes. I'll share the results with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've got a little bit of wrapping up to do as well. Uh, I decided that because of the potential sabbatical next year, that I would do a quick uh, clinical design, uh, sorry, innovation design course at Swinburne. So it's a eight week fast track course and we're like down to the last three weeks and I have to catch up for the last three weeks where I've again been traveling and haven't done any of the lectures and the coursework and I have to do like a, the end point is to do a three minute, three minute elevator pitch for a hypothetical startup or a solution that you've come up with. So I've got that. And if the sabbatical actually happens mid next year, like our rosters for our on calls are already getting, I think I have to submit it by next week for mm. it to be from January up till July where I would be going away. So yeah, there's a lot of just random wrapping up slash planning just because yeah going away for three months seems to take a lot of effort <laughs> yeah yeah you're right it, it does uh, yeah but once you do it the first time then you take more and more and more time off hey <laughs> <laughs> fingers crossed fingers crossed all right well i think we can wrap up our catch-up episode on that but as always let's finish on a positive note chandra did you want to go first yeah well there was a cool article actually where you know, there's the whole U.S. student debt and, you know, the medical debts and all these sort of things, which, eh, you know, it's not very nice. But typically what ends up happening is these, you know, say uh, you owe a bunch of money to the hospital or something in the U.S. Eventually they realize, okay, they're not going to get the money. So they sell the debt to some other company that, you know, then gets the rights to go chase that. But they'll sell it for less. And it keeps getting passed along. And so a bunch of, there was a bunch of debt activists and what they did is they bought $10 million worth of loan for 125K. And I was like, ah, oh, that's actually a pretty effective use of cash because uh, there's a whole bunch of people who, you know, otherwise are going to be hounded for the rest of their life and have all these debt problems. Oh, so, so as in you're saying the activists just bought it and just wiped it, like that was yeah. the whole... So instead of, you know, ah, a debt nice. collection yeah, agency yeah. buying it. They bought it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, okay, oh, right. Like a lot of these groups will spend that's way more. Pretty money good than return on equity. Hundred k for ten mil. Yeah, like you know, people have an ad advertisement on TV for you know doing something and it costs them more than that. Um, well, if you can just literally just buy the debt and solve the problem, <laughs> I'm like, that's pretty cool. That's, uh, but it's, uh, I mean, yeah, the US is a weird place, so that's why I'm 
pretty keen if I do manage to go next year just to see what it's built up like because if you didn't like you've just I don't know how many people it takes to generate 10 million dollars worth of debt but they can't pay it that's uh that's a lot of lifetime hours spent <laughs> just worrying yeah or exactly. trying to and being hassled yeah. and yeah no no fair enough that that's a pretty good news story mine's uh Slightly negative, but a positive, positive on the negative, if that makes sense. Tell me more. <laughs> so I, I saw this article and I was like, this seems weirdly logical to have the words Elon Musk and a title that I agree with. So let me read into it. <laughs> um, and he did a podcast on the Lex, Lex Friedman podcast. We'll link it below. Um, and one of the topics that they started off with, like straight after the intro, is like war and Gaza. And I was like, wow, okay. That's okay. one way of, it's, it's like literally six minutes in, right? But <laughs> interestingly, this is, I can't, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I like Tesla and I think I have a lot of respect for Elon for what he's been able to pull off. But I was kind of like, look, he's going a little bit nutty, you know, like as with any people uh, who are under a lot of stress, uh, you know, he, did some weird stuff, the whole sort of thing. I was he's like, yeah. Big, uh, billionaire eccentricity. Yeah, yeah, right. But it was probably like just kind of the most logical thing I've heard in a while it come out of his mouth, but also just on the topic at large because he was just like, look, the whole Gaza thing. Um, so his solution uh, is kind of like, look, genocide is never good, right? Like, so like wiping out a group of people is never good, but historically that's what wars did, right? So the counterintuitive response that uh, should be happening is that Israel should be just doing acts of, what did you call it? Inconspicuous acts of kindness, right? Going all out in terms of just being like super nice, right? Because he's like, look, look at the options this way. And I've never seen it written like this, but it kind of makes a lot of sense to me. It's like, look, uh, the whole terrorism thing with Hamas, like, yes, absolutely should be condemned, but it was designed to provoke a response. And then, you know, that's what they did. They were like, the warped, bizarro, shitty, and tragic plan kind of worked, right? Um, they, they did provoke a big response. But it was like, look, if you provoke a response, and the response is, I don't know, uh, someone's kid dies because of a bombing, right? Mm -hmm. So we're trying to kill one member of a terrorist organization. How many more have you generated as a result? Now, if it's net positive, like as in you've killed one baby and it generates like three people, right? Then you're losing, even though you're kind of winning because you're causing this huge devastation. But it just means that the next generation, there is another generation that will probably be radicalized, etc. So it's like, yeah, yeah, it's like the eye for an eye thing, right? So his thing was like, well, the opposite is kind of like, and he did it in the most Elon awkward thing on the podcast, right? Like, it's just so logical and you're like, without any emotion attached to all this stuff. I was like, it's, you know, it, it's Elon, right? But it was kind of like, yeah. So the other way would be like, just make it conspicuously kind and like be very transparent about it. And like, you know, necessities like healthcare, food, water, and all that stuff should just be done. You should be 100% transparent, like broadcasting on all, so, all the socials, because otherwise it's always going to be like, there's a trick, right? But if there is no trick, then like, what are they going to fight against? And I was like, that's kind of really reasonable, you know? Like, I mean, I'm like, I kind of 
agree with all that? <laughs> like, you know, there's nuances to it, obviously, but I was just like, that's that kind of like, I, I mean, pulling that off is never going to be easy, right? Yeah, say, on but, that note, you heard it here first, world, world peace, how to solve. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so I was just like, oh, maybe, I, you know, uh, the good news for, for me was like, oh, one of the smartest people who I thought was going a bit nutty and crazy. Maybe he's one step. He's gone one step back towards sanity. Who knows? But yeah, that, oh, that's my uh, positive note. Completely the other way. So that's a tip. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, did you have anything else for this episode? No, that was it. All right. All right. Well, that's all. Until the next episode. Uh, again, like and subscribe. Leave us a message, and we will try to separate out our uh, mini catch-ups because see, that's already half an hour. So if we had another topic at the end of it, it would have been definitely like an hour and a half. So until next time, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye.